Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone. Happy Monday to you. Welcome to Middays. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, uh, Rhino. We're in the Super Talk studios, Super Talk Mississippi, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning there, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Well, we uh, had a pretty good weekend. How was yours? Not too bad. Uh Took some naps, watched some football, hung out with Porch Cat. <laughs> it was a good time. You watched some of that college football? Oh, yeah. I got started early with the uh, the Ole Miss-Arkansas game and then wrapped it up with uh, the number one team in the country going down. Man, that was something, wasn't it? It was a day bookended by excitement, but everything in the middle was kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very good point. Uh, in fact, Except for, of course, the Iowa tradition of waving to the Children's Hospital. That's always good stuff. Yeah. That, uh, and they would, had a huge crowd this weekend. They did, and of course, the hospital is built into the, the rear, uh, right above the stadium there. Oh, yeah, and the upper five, ten floors of it can see into the stadium and see the whole crowd, both sides, both teams, all waving to them. Isn't that cool? Really cool tradition. I think it's cool. I, I really do. Uh, however, we're we're getting reports that uh, there's still a lot of the "let's go Brandon" chance going on. In fact, there was even a national report about the chant at uh, the the Ole Miss Arkansas game. I didn't I didn't hear it, but apparently that's become a nationwide tradition, shall we say? I don't just know. about any open air sporting event venue, you, you're going to hear a "Let's Go Brandon" chant. <laughs> seems like, which is, of course, <laughs> it's a euphemism, sort of, for. Oh yeah, if you're unfamiliar, <laughs> it's playing along with a couple of weeks ago now. A, uh, I believe it was a first time winner in one of the NASCAR series had just finished the race, just won his first career race, and he's doing an interview right there next to the grandstand. And the reporter's talking to him, and you can clearly hear it over the microphone. The beep Joe Biden chant coming (laughs) from the crowd. And the reporter, bless her heart, is trying to cover for the fact that they're broadcasting curse words about every three seconds. (laughs) By saying, oh, you can even, because the, the driver's name was Brandon. 
You can even hear the trout get really behind him. And they're really excited for you. You can hear him chanting, let's go, Brandon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. He's going to come on at 1037. We're going to discuss the action from around the college gridiron over the weekend. If uh, They had a great broadcast, by the way, of the game. Uh, the Ole Miss-Arkansas game, and en route, traveling home after the game, had had to leave right at the end of the game, had an event, uh, Canopy Children's Solutions, annual butterfly ball, which we did not get to have last year due to the COVID, uh, back in full swing at the Country Club at Jackson. What a great event that was to to raise money for, I think, a very good organization. I, I'm very honored and proud to be part of the board. Great team and serving alongside a great team. But nonetheless, on the way back, I digress, sorry about that. I, uh, of course, as I always do, try to tune in to the post-game show, and Richard did a great job interviewing uh, Coach Kiffin, players, analyzing what was a nerve-wracking experience if you're an Ole Miss fan. Of course, I'm sure it was on both sides. And good grief if we've been on the losing side of them deals enough, especially with Arkansas. By the way, who could forget the 4th and 25 fiasco? What was that, a couple of years ago, I believe? I think they made shirts. They they did. That's what I was about to say. So leaving the uh, – departing the area – passing by some Arkansas fans walking to their vehicles. They had the shirts on with the 4th and 20, a whole family, like a whole clan of them, 4th and 25, <laughs> emblazoned on the back of their shirts. Uh, but, look, you know, when you when you have a game like that, it comes down to essentially one play. Somebody's going to win. Somebody, I guess in that case, they'd have won, right? If they'd have completed the pass by one point. It ends up Ole Miss won by one point because it fell incomplete. And in the era of analytics, it is kind of rare to see a coach just go with it. You know what? We've, we've fought hard. Let's just put the game on the line. Yeah. Because statistically, it's, it's a bad choice. I think the book says, does it not, when you're on the road, you play for the win. When you're at home, you play for the tie. That's that's the conventional wisdom. But and honestly, the way they had been successful uh in completing passes and even pulling down what appeared to be a pass and that and the quarterback who was awesome, very talented athlete. The uh I think the odds were in their favor. It was just one of those weird deals. We're gonna talk about it with Richard, kind of see what he saw. I, I saw something that uh, just about the way the offensive line handled that particular play that I'm going to throw at Richard, see what he says about it. At 1020, Ellen Daniels, the executive director of the Mississippi Book Festival, is going to join us. And then at 11.05, Lee Ancy, a member of the Mississippi House of Representatives representing District 74, that's out there in Rankin County, he's going to come on to talk about Everybody's favorite subject with respect to state government, and that's the old medical marijuana program. Uh, Lee was at the game. Even though he's a, he's a bulldog, he came. He was a guest in the chancellor's box along with some other members of the legislature. He came by, 
uh, our place and sat down with Julie and I for a little while and and uh, he's working his rear off on this thing. He and uh, Senator Caldwell in the Senate, Blackwell, excuse me, <laughs> thinking about Caldwell, Blackwell. But those two individuals have toted the, the water, as they say, on this measure, on this issue, on this program. And I think they're about ready to get something done. So we're going to have Leon at 1105 to discuss. Now, We've also got to call attention to the fact that today is, which is it? Is it Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day? Columbus Day? <laughs> Pretty sure that's what's on the calendar over there. Yeah, Columbus Day. Well, you know, he's been canceled, has Christopher, <laughs> across the fruited plain. He's even been canceled in Columbus, Ohio, I think. They canceled him, right? They yeah, they took down a statue. Pulling down statues and other uh, school districts across the country that have renamed, rebranded this day as Indigenous Peoples Day. So there was an op-ed that was written in uh, the Daily Mississippian, which is the newspaper up there at Ole Miss, my alma mater. And an op-ed was penned, and they, they feature op-eds almost on a daily basis, if I'm not mistaken, just opinion pieces. This one was written by Miss Abigail Myers. She's a sophomore majoring in English and psychology. She hails from New Orleans, Louisiana, and in her op-ed, she calls for America to celebrate its indigenous people, not their oppressor. And she believes that one Christopher Columbus is the oppressor. So she says that Columbus Day represents a celebration of genocide and dispossession. The day does not celebrate the discovery of America or the start of a new nation. As I was taught in school, I'm quoting her from the article, but rather celebrates a fictionalized and sanitized version of colonialism, whitewashing generations of brutality that many Europeans brought to these shores. Now, I freely admit, folks, I'm not, I'm not steeped in history the way many people are. It's, it's just, it's not that I discount it, it's not that I don't study it somewhat. I much prefer to focus on the present and the future. That's just me. Rhino, I know you know a lot about history. Oh yeah, I find it easier to forecast the future when you can find the patterns of the past. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But it is my understanding that some of the indigenous people of that era, they were pretty savage themselves, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. I think this is an interesting, uh, interesting debate. Columbus Day or indigenous people? we got a break right here. When we come back, we've got Ellen Daniels, the executive director of the Mississippi Book Festival. Stay with us on Middays.
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 71. A 30% chance of showers under mostly sunny conditions for Tuesday, high near 88. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. Back with you on this Monday morning. We appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much. And joining us now on the program, Ellen Daniels, the executive director of the Mississippi Book Festival. Good morning, Ellen. Thanks for coming on. Check your audio there, Ellen. You on mute? Good morning, Gerard. Thank you for having me. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. You bet. All right. So the book festival coming up, or it's actually starting uh, here in a couple of days, right? Uh, is it tomorrow? Yes. It, um, the festival will go live on our website at um, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. 8 a.m. And it's, uh, it's live on your website, but is there also an in-person aspect of the event as well? So this year we had to cancel our in-person event, which was set for August uh, 21st because mm-hmm. of the surge in COVID cases here in Mississippi. But we've have, we had such a wonderful group of um, authors and authors who rallied together to uh, record 31 panels that were set to happen at the in-person event. So we have been very fortunate and we are so grateful to everyone for really pulling together. Yeah, and uh, I understand. And so, uh, does the festival feature or focus on Mississippi authors? Well, certainly we are the Mississippi, and we love highlighting our uh, Mississippi authors, and we have so many. Um, you know, Mississippi has a rich literary history, but we also have a very rich literary present. Mm-hmm. Uh, many wonderful um, nationally and world uh, worldwide known authors are living right here in Mississippi. Are they still writing books? Do we They're have... still writing books, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, i just kind of curious as to how that's been going. And this may be, um, I guess, just anecdotal, but it seems like that folks that have sort of been shut in, shut down as a result of COVID, I know some that have... Uh, taking on writing a book as a project. Are you seeing that as well? You know, we, uh, so certainly uh, there have been many books that have come out during COVID, which deal directly with, um, you know, authors' experiences dealing with that. Yeah. Um, this year, you know, we always have Authors Alley at the, um, at the in-person event, and that is where self-published authors can come and sell their books and, uh, you know, create a fan base and, you know, meet fans of their work. And several that were set to appear this year um, were selling books that they had written during COVID about that subject. So we look you. forward to having them again in 2022. So uh, how can one log on and attend? So tomorrow at 8 a.m. on our website, which is www.msbookfestival.com, you will come to uh, the 2021 festival page, and we will have all of our authors and moderators and the listed on that page. And so you can view them at your leisure. Gotcha. What, uh, what's sort of the profile, if there is such a thing, of the, the typical person that, uh, that participates, that views, that attends? Well, you know, the festival started in 2015, and over that time, we have grown a huge um, audience uh, because there's a certain magic at the festival. So we have a, you know, a very large audience which comes to the in-person event and who views our virtual event, meaning that they will 
spread the word to their friends who might not have ever attended the Mississippi Book Festival or watched any of our virtual events. So it's word of mouth. And then we have, you know, a big social media push about this. You know, we're going to keep talking about this for a while because so many of the authors that came, or so, well, all of the authors that came or participated are so wonderful and their books are fabulous. Yeah. Who, who selects the books to, to feature, to showcase? Is, is there a selection process and how do you do that? There, there is a selection process. And Gerard, I mean, as I'm sure you know, there are so many books that come out in a single year. Yeah. And we have what we call our official panelist committee. And this is a small group of people who, you know, knows the book world very well. And we labor over these panels all year long. Who will be invited? You know, what will the panels focus on? And kind of the chemistry of a panel, you know, who, what authors will work well with others. So it's, you know, it's a very long process. It's a labor of love, and we all love doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, are you seeing a decline in book readership? How's it? How's that looking? I will tell you. I think um, the publishing world has done incredibly well during COVID because yeah. you know people were in their homes. You know they weren't going out to you know public. So people have really started reading. Um, more than they were, I believe. I certainly know. I mean, I read a ton of books every year, but it has really picked up since uh, March of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, gosh, when you think about Mississippi's connection to the literary world, it's pretty special, is it not? It's It's incredibly special. I mean, some of the greatest authors of the English language were born and raised in Mississippi. Yeah, our good friend and colleague Steve Azar says there's just something in the water that just kind of breeds artistic talent here in Mississippi. When you think about uh, the literary works produced, music produced, et cetera, it's really pretty special yeah. when you consider how small a state we have. It it it, re- it really is. Um, and Steve Azar, um, he is a Delta Delta yes. boy, as I am a Delta girl, so yeah. <laughs> he says that and. You know, uh, Mississippi, I, I say there's no place like it on Earth. Um, it's a wonderful place. We have, a, you know, a troubled uh, history. And I think that really breeds creativity and inspiration in trying to kind of deal with um, some of the challenge that that comes with living here, but some of the joys that come with living here. No, I think that's right. I think, and I think that's a good point. And what what does your organization do, Ellen, in terms of, I guess, just promoting books and trying to get uh, our young people to get more interested and involved in reading books and maybe leave away some of these other distractions that uh, are just part of their lives. Uh, that's a that's a wonderful question, and you know nothing speaks more clearly to the uh, book festival's goal than getting young people engaged with reading and getting them excited about reading. So every year, the day before the festival on Friday, we have our Kid Note event, and that features you know one or two really uh, well-known, fabulous middle grade or young adult authors. And this year, we had Nick Stone. Uh, with her newest middle grade book, Clean Getaway. And we had planned for that to be virtual because um, so we've learned a lot during COVID. We learned what we can do yeah, virtually. Sure. And we, uh, Nick Stone reached over 9,300 uh, school children across the state of Mississippi with our Kid Note event. Wow, that's awesome. 
And even as advanced as our society has come, and, and with all the different uh, forms of communication we have, human communication and in in one's ability to communicate and articulate, both in spoken, verbal, and in written form, still pretty dang important to succeeding. Well, again, I think we learned that more than ever this past year when yeah. we were kind of so isolated yeah. in just human contact and human interaction, whether it's, you know, being able to be with friends or connect with a book, um, you know, it, it's just, it's so important. Yeah, and I, and I guess um, uh, the follow-up uh, of the point I was trying to make there is that uh, I can think of no better way to improve one's communication skills than to read books. Uh, I, I mean, I, exactly. I've personally tried to utilize that in, in my career and, and try to pick up on styles and vocabulary and sentence structure and formation and so forth. Uh, and and just a, a, a way to even kind of make a point, even in persuasive communication. Uh, all, all exactly. I mean, you know. Go yeah. ahead, Ellie. I mean, it's a way to continue. It's a way to continue learning. You know, when you're not in like a formal environment, I mean, you can read about things you don't know about, and you know, kind of actually do some research on things and just. You know, I feel like it makes us all more human. I totally agree. It's 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 a it's a connection that we can all share, and and uh, and honestly, in um, effective communication, there are solutions to human problems. I mean, that's where it starts: defining the problem in an articulate way, and then uh, developing and designing a solution, and then executing on that. So, anyhow, I. It's awesome. I'm glad you guys are doing this, and and, uh, congratulations on your success. Thanks for coming on, Ella. Thank you for having me, Gerard. Have a good day. You too. You got it. That was Ellen Daniels, the executive director of the Mississippi Book Festival. When we return, we got our good friend Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Middays. Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi, as published by the Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard-to-sell listings, they just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan in Northeast Jackson. Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear, guided Stan with advice on preparing his home for market, and is sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time, or will give you an instant cash offer, no showings, repairs, or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding, satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today, EXP Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Hey, everybody. The Yazoo County Fair is back. Bigger and better than ever. It's the 93rd annual Yazoo County Fair in Yazoo City. From October 15th through the 23rd. Check them out on Facebook or visit yazoo.org. Midway, provided by Miller Spectacular Shows. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. From Friday through Sunday, the Mississippi Department of Health is reporting an additional 1,041 cases of COVID-19 and 22 deaths. Four deaths occurred between October 7th and 8th. 18, which occurred between August 11th and October 4th, were identified from death certificate reports. And former Department of Human Services Director John Davis and five others are accused of stealing millions in public assistance in the largest public embezzlement scheme in state history. State Auditor Shad White explained that when Bob Anderson took over DHS last year, he ordered an independent forensic audit. We served as a third party on that audit, meaning yep. that we got updates regularly as they were doing this audit. And the idea behind it was to focus specifically on TANF and look at more expenditures than my team had had time to look at. Clifton Larson Allen found that roughly $76 million in TANF funds were misspent under Davis's leadership. I'm Andy Davis. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new Plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus checking. It has identity theft protection, too. Don't stop about Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here. With Super Talk Mississippi News, what happens, why does it happen, and how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard on this Monday. Rhino at the controls. Kicking off your week with facts, fodder, and fine music. Joining us now, Richard Cross, the host of Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, What are you, on the first tee? You're outside, but you're in like a rocking chair or something. What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. First tee this morning. Just uh, it's a, a beautiful day in North Mississippi, so I uh, might as well be outside for a little while today. I hear you. Yes, uh, the weather is delightful to say the least, and the weather for the game up there in Oxford was pretty good. I caught uh, some of the broadcast. You guys, of course, always deliver a fantastic product product uh, in that arena. But uh, was especially intrigued, Richard. By your post-game show. I, I like to listen to it uh, regularly and and caught it this time. The uh, the players, I thought, did great in your post-game interview. So, well, they all did great. The coach, he didn't seem too happy, though. No, I, and I think it was because they gave up 700 yards of offense uh, <laughs> to, to Arkansas. Uh, I, I think it was, it was that simple. Um, Look, Lane Kiffin kind of gives it to you, and he told me this after the game. By the way, is our audio okay, or is it echo? No, you sound good? good. Yeah, sound good. Okay, just making sure. Um, he told me, he said, look, he said, I'm going to give it to you straight, whether it's good, bad, or, or otherwise. And he yeah. said, our offense won this game. And defensively, we weren't very good, uh, didn't tackle well. Uh, we did make the, the one play that we had to make at the very end to uh, to get out of there with a win. Uh, it was funny. The first thing that I asked him, Gerard, after the game, I said, is this the definition of a team win? And I was thinking about it from the standpoint of, okay, Matt Corral played well, and Henry Parrish played well, and Snoop Connor played well, and Chance Campbell played well on defense, and the, the tight end made some great blocks, and you had a, a, a kicker that made a 50-yard field goal. I thought, you know, there are a lot of elements in this game that were good. He didn't see it that way. He, he saw the defense was a disaster on Saturday, and uh, and the offense was really, really good. Well, he is a descendant of Nick Saban, right? So that that's the first thing that hit me is that you, you saw a little vintage Nick Saban in his post-game analysis. Uh, that's what I felt like. But, you well, know... And- and he's also a descendant of Monty Kiffin, who's one of the great defensive minds, like a direct blood descendant uh, of one of the great right. defensive minds in the uh, in the history of the game. You're right. So does it look to you that the defense 
has has maybe kind of faltered relative to the first couple of games when most Rebel fans thought, gee, we finally got a defense to kind of match up with the offense. What happened there? Are we just running into really good offenses? I think it's a combination of things. You know, they had a pretty significant injury in that that Jake Springer, uh, number one on the defensive side, was injured against Louisville and has not come back. And he's one of those guys that kind of plays a a hybrid position. You can walk him up to the line of scrimmage. You can drop him back into coverage. He's kind of a a hybrid linebacker. And look, if, if you go back to fall camp leading into the start of this season, Lane Kiffin, if you really paid attention, was concerned about depth. And this was statistically the second worst defense in the history of the SEC a year ago. Yeah. Are they better than that? Yeah, a, a little bit, but they still have got some personnel issues. There certainly are depth issues that go along with that, and I think that's uh, a hill that they're going to have to continue to climb. And from a scheme standpoint, they're not stopping the run because they've got three defensive linemen. They're not great on the defensive line, and when you look at an offensive line like Alabama had a couple of weeks ago or Arkansas had this past week, issue yeah. and so uh old miss is having to just try to kind of we're, we're kind of back where you were a year ago or you're gonna have to score a bunch of points in the game yeah gosh i hope that's not the case uh now something i saw richard <laughs> that uh uh because you just feel like your luck runs out eventually on that sort of deal some something i saw and i want to get your take on it uh sitting in the opposite end zone had had a pretty good view of the final uh, two-point conversion play. And immediately when K.J. Jefferson got the ball, he started rolling to the right, to, to his right there. And I noticed that their offensive line, rather than blocking down in that direction, looked like they kind of stood at the line and maybe tried to angle a rushing defense and two defenders just zipped right by him and hurried him, and ultimately, I think that's what caused the uh, the incompletion. D- did you happen to see the same thing where the offensive line, I don't know, just looked like they didn't block as they typically had been on those rolls? You know, Gerard, I, I, I try to make myself watch the line of scrimmage. It, it's hard to do that. It's a whole lot easier to follow the ball. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you're really trying to figure out where a game's won and lost, a lot of times watching the line of scrimmage is the, the way to go about that. Yeah. On that particular play, I was standing in the end zone underneath the goalpost and was kind of following the ball and trying to watch what was happening with receivers. Because on the previous play where they caught the touchdown, where number 84 for Arkansas, Washington caught the touchdown, the way I was watching that, he was coming from the right side as they were going in and then kind of came across the middle. And so I was trying to kind of watch crossing routes and see what they were doing. So I was not watching particularly the line of scrimmage, but I was watching the quarterback, you know, kind of out of one eye. And I think you make a great point on the pressure. Uh, Ole Miss didn't get a lot of pressure yeah, on KJ Jefferson. Yeah, that's one of the few, few they plays did. they did. <laughs> Yeah, and, and if they don't, I mean, if you give him more time than he's got, then there, there's no shot. I, I, I mean, I think what Arkansas was trying to do was give him the option to run or throw. I think it was one of those RPO looks, but it wasn't like traditional. You're faking the handoff and then, you know, you, you can run it or throw it. It was more of a, as you described it, kind of roll the pocket to the right. And if it looks like the runs there, take it. 
I'm glad they decided to throw the ball in that because he was a load. You're talking about a Mississippi kid uh, who played a really, really good game, responsible for six touchdowns and over 400 yards of offense. I don't know that he's the most refined and polished quarterback yet, but in terms of athleticism and playmaking ability, I certainly tip my cap to K.J. Jefferson. He's awesome. All right, so let's turn our attention to the nightcap. Good grief. Alabama A&M epic there at Kyle Field. What do you think about that deal? Well, first of all, I know not everybody likes the 11 a.m. kickoff, but for somebody that has to work on game days, <laughs> being done for the day at 4 o'clock and getting to go home and sit on the back patio and watch some football was awfully nice. I heard you talk what, what about that. You, said, mean, you said that in your, in your yeah. post-game show. That's where I'm going right now. What, yeah, uh, absolutely. We got the uh, we, we got a couple of years ago one of those inflatable screens so that the kids could watch movies in the backyard. Well, I commandeered that on Saturday <laughs> night. Had the, the the big blow up screen with a projector awesome. and had some friends over and uh, so able to sit out and watch it. But yeah, I mean, what an atmosphere first of all. And look, I walked away from that Alabama game two weeks ago really, really impressed with the Crimson Tide. And then on the flip side, you you, you look at what. Texas A&M had not been able to do offensively. I mean, they, they score 10 in a loss against Arkansas. They are, are held scoreless um, uh, earlier in the year. They, they don't do anything against Mississippi State a couple of weeks ago. And then they explode for that against Alabama's defense. I mean, it was incredible to me. I thought Calzada, their quarterback, played, uh, played the best game that he's yeah, played. Ever. Uh, without question. And uh, it was uh, it was really impressive. It's hard what, to feel sorry for Alabama, if we're being honest. While we got a minute or two, what in the world's going to happen in Baton Rouge? Well, eventually, Ed Ogeron is not going to be the head football coach. I just don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> it sounds like they've kind of gone back and forth on that. I just don't see much of a way forward. And I thought his team. I mean, Kentucky's good, but I thought LSU kind of mailed it in on Saturday night. For being honest, that's just shocking. What are we, two years removed from national championship? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, you know, perfect storm in that uh, that national championship team. They had, what, 10, 11, 12 NFL guys on there that all went on to the league. Had a great quarterback, a generational talent at quarterback, three NFL wide receivers, good offensive line, and uh, all of those things seem to be way in the rearview mirror for LSU. Yeah. Well, uh, lots of other crazy stuff going on. Georgia may be the best team in the country after watching Alabama Saturday. I don't know. Uh, but they, they look awfully strong, obviously, once again. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a roster that's just absolutely stacked. You know, 1 through 85, or Kirby's recruited at a really high level. Doesn't seem to matter who's playing quarterback for them right now. They're running the ball effectively. They're throwing it effectively, and that is a nasty defense. They're giving up five and a half points per game through six games. Four <laughs> of those are against SEC teams, and the other one is against Clemson. And then there was UAB mixed in there. Pretty salty for sure. Rich, appreciate you coming yeah, no on. Doubt. Great uh, great analysis and great job again this weekend, and uh, we look forward to the coming weekend where we'll do some more college football. Take care, my friend. Thanks, Gerard. Headed to Knoxville this week. Should be fun. Rocky Top. We'll come right back on Midday. Stay with us.
COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by List for Less. Go to buyhomeswithsusan.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 101 to 109.59. March cotton was down 74 to 107.17. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down 3.5 to 12.39.5 per bushel. January soybeans were down 3 and 3 quarters to 12.50.5 per bushel. December corn was down a half to 5.30 per bushel. March corn was down a quarter to 5.39 and a quarter per bushel. The mercantile December live cattle was down two cents to 130.22. February live cattle was up a nickel to 134.85. November feeders down 10 cents to 161.05. January feeders up a nickel to 161.17. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 179 points, 34,925. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays, we thank you so much for joining us on this Monday, getting your week uh, kicked off. Don't forget, coming up at noon as well, we've got Ricky Matthews' new show, Super Talk Outdoors. So, uh, yeah, I just I made the statement that the weather was uh, nice for the game. It was it was hot, uh, I understand, but it wasn't oppressive humidity. That typically is what you have at the beginning. Of the season in September, yeah, wasn't that hundred and hundred and ten in the shade for the first game kind of deal, right? And it wasn't raining because we had a game, as you recall, that had like a two and a half hour delay because of the rain. So uh, anyhow, I you know it's it's been worse for sure. It's been much hotter. I've been in that stadium before, and that in that case, it's a little un, I guess unusually warm across the Magnolia State for this time of year. Oh, yeah, that'll be out of the way by this weekend, though. It's what it looks like, and dry, but that after what seemed to be a a monsoon-like summer. We had lots of water. Just talked to Hank Burdine about that Friday with the Levy Commission. So, uh, anyhow, Greg in Nettleton says, don't you know Saban is up in some face masks this week? He loves these coaching moments. He probably is. I suspect that uh, they will get that deal going again. And by the way, they uh, they got Mississippi State this coming Saturday. Where oh, is yeah, that? they'll take out all that aggression on the other Maroon team on their schedule. Yeah, and that's at 6 o'clock um, up in Starkville at Scott Field, right? So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, In a weird occurrence where Ole Miss fans will actually be rooting for State to pull off an upset. (laughs) That's very true. Help their chances of getting to Atlanta. Yeah. You know, unless Ole Miss's defense improves, they still got some tall orders on the schedule there to get through. Back to uh, the Columbus Day versus Indigenous People uh, Day, as some want to. Revise the name of the holiday. Elizabeth Warren meme day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thomas from Greenwood's already sent one in for uh, for Liz. The uh, so this this is a holiday that's been around since 1971. That's when it was declared a holiday. But just we were talking about it. It's, so from what I can tell from doing just a little bit of research. The 
indigenous people, they were not exactly the virtuous, noble, sort of uh, peaceful people that those who are quick to denigrate Columbus would have you believe. In fact, I read a report, and you may know something about this, Rhino, that said that Columbus and his, his entourage would actually punish those within his group if they were hostile towards the indigenous people. That they would punish them. Hmm. They also, of course, maintained that it was Europeans who brought disease to <laughs> to uh, this hemisphere. Not if taking that's the case, then the Vikings would have been a lot more impactful than they were. Well, that makes sense because they preceded. Sure Leif Erikson made it to North America in the 1100s. I think that's there. right. Um, and of course, Columbus. He didn't know he was going to run into this continent when he, when he was uh, sailing there. That's not the, that wasn't the idea. That wasn't the goal, the objective. But also, uh, from what I could tell, diseases among the in- indigenous people were already epidemic. Few lived beyond the age of mid-30s at the time. So, I don't know that... It just seems like that it's an idea that, from a virtue signaling perspective, we got this white European and we've got to castigate him and and hold him up as an example of everything that's wrong, and we've got to divide between the oppressed and the oppressors. It's just it's just the same tired song narrative talking point, more verses of it. I mean, should we not credit the guy, the explorer, for anything? That seems a little extreme, in my view. But, I don't know, this whole virtue signaling stuff, it's just its so out of control. We got a little bit more woke news to talk about in the show as well. We got to talk about the debt ceiling, where that is. And 1,800 flights canceled by Southwest Airlines over the weekend and canceling more this morning. Probably been gone away. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. Today's a federal holiday that's increasingly being celebrated differently in parts of the country. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. It's been known as Columbus Day, the second Monday of October each year, but a growing number of places, including dozens of cities and some states, are choosing to instead recognize Indigenous Peoples Day or recognize both, as Columbus Day is already a federal holiday. And President Biden's the first to recognize Indigenous Peoples Day in a proclamation he signed Friday. A Maryland man and his wife are due in court tomorrow accused of espionage. Jonathan Tebby, a Navy nuclear engineer, is accused of trying to give information about the design of nuclear-powered submarines to someone he thought was a representative of a foreign government. Turns out that person was an FBI agent. The criminal complaint does not name the foreign power. Tebby and his wife were arrested in West Virginia. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. America's listening to Fox News.
For almost two decades, Southern Ag Services has consistently delivered step change agronomy to farms across the Mid-South. Soybean production in the South experienced exponential yield gains improved by the attention to detail farmers are used to experiencing when using Southern Ag Services. Our professional consultants, research and development staff, innovation group, and ecosystem services platform has the potential to power your profits with dirt road credibility and solid science. Find us in your community or look for us online at www.southernagllc.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Doug Evans, a Mississippi prosecutor accused of routinely rejecting black jurors, is being taken to court. Tom Graham with Fox explains why. His exclusion of black jurors in one high-profile murder case led to the Supreme Court overturning the conviction of Curtis Flowers, who is African-American. Now several civil rights groups are asking a federal judge to declare Evans' policy unconstitutional and issue an injunction preventing him and his staff from making race-based jury strikes. Flowers has filed his own lawsuit against Evans. Mississippi spends nearly $300 million a year on workforce development, but Ryan Miller with Accelerate Mississippi says they're re-examining certain aspects of the buckshot approach to spending. Some of those funds go to good, solid programs. I think we need to be a little bit more coordinated in our strategy as to how to move the needle. Accelerate Mississippi was launched early this year to improve workforce development across the state. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. When Highway 26 collapsed on the night of August 30th, Hurricane Ida was roaring through. Kelly Castleberry, an MDOT engineer for District 6, explains what happened. And roughly in that area, 15 inches of rainfall fell. At the time the landslide occurred, there was significant rainstorms occurring. And then we do have a high water table. To this day, we still have water that is running out of the slope. It's 20 foot below the surface of the roadway. Three people lost their lives. Several others were injured. A $1.8 million contract has been awarded for repairs. That's expected to be open again by early winter. The Department of Archives and History will benefit from a $450,000 grant. Awarded by the National Endowment for the Humanities, the funding will be used to cover operating costs at the two Mississippi museums and to expand its digital engagement initiative. The grant was created to help both cultural and educational institutions recover from the economic impact of the pandemic. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard in the Super Talk Studios. Rhino at the controls, discharging his producer duties with perfection, as he does every day. We're gonna be. Where are we gonna go tomorrow? Providence, right? Oh yeah. We got a remote at Providence Hill Farm. Good old skeet shooting, skeet shoot, clay shoot out there. Oh yeah. Pretty cool competition. I'm looking forward to that. We will be there. But joining us now in the studio, Representative Lee Yancey. Representative Yancey represents Mississippi House District 74. That's Rankin County, right? Lee? That's right. You don't you don't go in any other counties, do you? Only Rankin County. I, in fact, I was meeting with the Research and Pharmaceutical Sciences Department at Ole Miss on Friday about yeah. the marijuana bill. That's all that anybody <laughs> can talk about right now. But... Uh, one of the people who introduced himself said they represented this county and this county and this county. And I said, well, I represent one small neighborhood in Rankin County. <laughs> We've got so many people all bunched up together. I have one of the smaller geographical districts, but sure am proud to represent them. Good to be here today. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. So uh, you and I chatted a bit at the game. I know you were up there on some business in Oxford on, on Friday and then attended the game. But this thing is uh, dragging on. I think most folks thought we would have, the governor would have called a special session by now. As I think it's been reported, at least on the surface, from Senator Blackwell and to some extent you, that you guys kind of came to an agreement and and, uh, had a working draft that thought was good to go. But we hadn't seen anything yet. Uh, Where do we stand? So we had a working agreement, and we sent it to the governor about a week and a half ago, and the governors and his staff took a look at it, and they made some suggestions and and sent it back to us to see if we could um, 
make a few amendments to the bill, and we made uh, many of the suggestions that he uh, offered and sent it back to him. Uh, well, we, we made the decision last Monday, and then, of course, our lawyers had to, had to draft the bill and, uh, and all that kind of thing. So it took most of the week to get that done, and it added – for instance, one of the things the governor wanted – you know, normally when, when businesses come here, we, we sometimes give them incentives through MDA yeah. for locating in Mississippi. And, and uh, one of the things that we didn't want to do was just give away incentives to people who are coming here anyway. And so in order for us to – you know, not do that for the medical marijuana program. We had to pull all those code sections forward in the bill. It added another 100 and 150 pages cool. to the bill, basically to say all of the incentives that we offer through statutory incentives and discretionary incentives, all those things uh, have to be listed in the bill. Then a little paragraph at the very end of each section, which says the medical marijuana program will not qualify for any of these incentives. <laughs> and so that added a lot. And so it, it, it gave our attorneys in the Capitol a whole lot more work to do. But finally, they got that done, uh, sent it back to the governor on Thursday or Friday. And so yeah. uh, I think they're taking a look at it this morning. And um, the governor should um, be in a position if he so chooses to call a special session very soon there's nothing there are no other hurdles in the way that i know of uh the house and the senate are ready to meet we're ready to get it done uh, i don't know what the other uh, requests have been for things to be added to the special session i haven't been in on those discussions i've heard rumors but 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 the governor certainly does doesn't have to add those things and and uh, i think that we could get our job done on this bill in one day if we could get in there so uh, I look forward to having that opportunity. If not now, we'll do it in January. So, okay. all right. Well, so what about Commissioner Andy Gibson, who said that he really wants um, limited, if if not no participation in the program whatsoever? I mean, he said that here in the studio. What what's the latest on that? So we tr- we tried in the house. We tried to accommodate Andy and been been working towards that end. And uh, what we ended up doing was taking the licensing requirement away from Department of Agriculture and Commerce. That way, uh, Andy or the, or the department don't have to say we are getting these people started or we condone what they're doing. What we're asking them to do is to inspect, regulate, and enforce. Uh, the cultivators, the processors, the transporters, and the disposal destruction. Okay. Inspect, regulate, enforce. So all he's doing is making sure they're doing it right. He's not putting them in the business. He's not condoning what they're doing. We're just asking him to help us in those regards. And so that's how the bill uh, is written now. And it's kind of it's not funny, but the the acronym for inspect, regulate, enforce is IRE, and he probably feels like he's feeling the ire of the legislature, but uh, we really we really like Andy, and we like yeah. the Department of Agriculture, sure. and, and we're, we are concerned about some of the things he's concerned about, and we've tried to create a buffer uh, between the medical marijuana program and the Department of Agriculture by taking the licensing away from that department, just leaving that at the Department of Health. Have you heard any sort of response, a reaction from him? Does he seem to be okay with that? I, I don't know if he's okay. I'm not going to speak for him. I'm sure he can yeah. very well speak for himself, and he has been and, and will continue to do so, which is his right. Uh, but we just need uh, all departments of government to come on board and help us to get this done. And we've got yeah. the Department of Revenue doing their part, Department of Health doing their part, in the middle of a huge pandemic with other things Dr. Dobbs is concerned with. 
uh, you know, we've loaded the Department of Health up about as much as we can. Yeah. And um, we need the Department of Agriculture just to help us with these these enforcement and regulation issues. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know if perhaps he had, he had kind of said, well, these are guided you guys. This is what I, I'm looking for. I didn't know if that had happened. We've had conversations, and uh, again, I'm not going to speak for what what he would or wouldn't do. He yeah. can tell you all of that. But, sure. But uh, I hope that this gives him uh, enough uh, of a comfort zone that, that, that the, the department's able to accomplish these things. Yeah. Well, and uh, so I, I guess where we are, if I can sort of summarize your your um, estimation of that right now, which is if the governor were to call a special session, you think you got what you need, and I'm sure some vote counting has occurred by the speaker and the lieutenant governor in their respective chambers, and this thing could get done as presently drafted. But if there's some other hang-ups, it might just slip into the regular session in January. Yeah, I'd say everybody's about 75 to 80 percent happy with the bill on, on a lot of mm-hmm. different sides. I mean, we're dealing with not only scientific and medical, but you're also dealing with uh, religious concerns, and you're dealing with business concerns, and, and you know, you want to make sure that um, you provide uh, municipalities and counties the protections that they need. You want to mm-hmm. provide employers the things that they need, workers' comp. Uh, this bill has so many moving parts, and we have worked hard to try and make everybody uh, satisfied. And I think that what we have is a bill that that nobody completely uh, likes 100 percent of it. So it probably tells us that we found <laughs> we found a pretty good sweet spot as far as one that's workable for the majority of the people. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Well, uh, what else is on the radar right now? I mean, we got the session coming up here in a couple of months. Hard to believe that we'll be back at it in two and a half months or so. What uh, What are some of the legislative priorities that you're hearing from others and that you may have as a representative? So as a prerequisite, I'll say that I have pretty much been a one-issue guy for the past 90 days and haven't been privy to all of those things. <laughs> but I know that we have re- redistricting coming up. Yeah. I know that we have uh, a lot of money from the federal government that we need to make sure it gets to the right place. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got the speaker's tax plan, uh, on and on. There, there, there are lots of things that are happening, and uh, it's going to be a very, very busy session in 2022. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, have you, are you hearing anything about how some – some of the uh, the federal the, the Democrat agenda, how that might impact the state and the state's uh, legislative priorities, and just the, just how the state conducts business in general. Is there has there been any discussion about that? I, this is something I have deep concerns about. It just seems like we have a federal government that continues to uh, seek overreaching to the point where, to a great extent, it diminishes the scope and the power of the state government. I think we continue to try to, to operate within the scope of, of what we're allowed to do constitutionally. Uh, we continue to fight for the freedoms that we believe in and, and for the Tenth Amendment, for the things not listed in the Constitution. And uh, We want to make sure that our people have freedoms and that we don't have um, unconstitutional mandates coming down to us from the federal government. So we just continue to fight those things. We know a lot of people in businesses across our state are dealing with those things right yeah. now. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it should be an interesting uh, couple of weeks, perhaps, and then uh, we'll get back at it in January. We'll be talking some more. Lee, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Gerard. You got it. We'll be right back. 
on Midday. Stay with us. Sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger Mississippi. At Amerigroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of Amerigroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. Morgenstown has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag. We're the state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
back, everyone. Middays back with you. We thank you so much for joining us. So a question from Bob and Summit. Uh, Gerard, what, if any, effect will the marijuana bill have to do with gun carriers? And so I posed that question to Representative Yancey uh, just as he was departing. And he said it doesn't have an effect on gun carriers, but that when you purchase a gun, evidently there is a question. I don't remember this, but there's a question concerning and and uh, inquiring as to whether or not you've broken any federal marijuana laws. So I guess if you're, technically speaking, if you have a uh, an approval to purchase medical marijuana, and you do so, that that would that would con- constitute breaking federal marijuana laws. Does that sound right, Ryan? Yeah, it's on the first page of the firearms transaction record, okay. OMB number 1140-0020, gotcha. that you fill out for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives down at the bottom. Question 21, sub-question E, are you an unlawful user or addicted to okay. marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? And there's a warning. Warning, the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. Got it. Makes sense. So, I guess then nothing specific, uh, the best I could tell in, in the quick response from Representative Yancey, nothing specific in the Mississippi medical marijuana not necessary because it's uh, this is covered so that's interesting yeah uh, Thomas says form 4473 okay I'm not sure federally illegal to have a gun and use marijuana says Paul and Meridian which I think is consistent with what you just read there right because it does refer to use as well correct yeah hmm so anyhow, the, the quote Bob, is, are you that. an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? And then they have the note that marijuana is unlawful under federal law, so if you use it, even it's if it's unlawful. legal in your state, you are an unlawful user, according to federal law. From, federal, from a federal perspective. Totally makes sense. So Brandon from Carth, not exactly sure what he's saying here. Aren't we supposed to keep religion out of politics? Separation of church and state. What's uh, what's the context there? Not sure, Brandon. What uh, would that be concerning Commissioner Andy Gibson's it could be. personal beliefs against marijuana? Perhaps that's you're right. Perhaps that's what uh, Brandon is talking about here. Andy and Jackson says I saw a Journey tribute band departure at cruising the coast. Not Journey, but we're pretty close in sound. Hey, thanks for letting me know that, Andy. That's pretty cool. Departure, of course. One of the albums. Bob says, thank you very much. I don't have that problem, but at one time I heard it would. Thank you and Rhino for all your great work. Uh, appreciate that, Bob, and thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we truly do appreciate that. <laughs> With respect to Christopher Columbus and his discovery of North America, Arlen in Wayne County weighs in, says... Columbus didn't discover America. Bugs Bunny did. 
Warner Brothers artists documented the landing, and I watched when they broadcast the video on Saturday mornings. I'm with you, Arlen. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Uh, totally agree. Uh, that's, yeah, it was Bugs Bunny. It was on Bugs Bunny. It was chronicled. So, you also got uh, a little woke news here for you. That would be out in California, shock. On this past Saturday, now, you recall we discussed this issue a few months ago as it was being proposed and debated in uh, the California Assembly, which is dominated by Democrats. On Saturday, they became the first state to require that large department stores must display products like toys and toothbrushes in a gender-neutral fashion. <laughs> this is considered a win for LGBT advocates who say the pink and the blue hues of traditional marketing methods pressure children to conform to gender stereotypes. So, if you're a biological male <laughs> and a maker of products targets you for being a male with things that are typically associated with male, such as colors or of toothbrushes and toys, <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Why the obsession with this gender stuff? Because they have nothing better to do with their miserable lives. <laughs> well, I got into a little cyber debate on, on social media over the weekend on a far-left site. All, all really just the, the membership was all lefties. And th they get really bent out of shape and offended when I refer to them as Democrat Marxists. And I do so because it's stuff like this that is right out of the Marxist playbook. Now, in the original days of Marxism, it was all about division and it was more focused on economic Marxism, economic division. But now we divide on the basis of gender, and race, and all sorts of other physical attributes, way beyond just economic segregation and grouping. That's just Marxism. Now, Justin Trudeau, the president, <laughs> is he the prime, prime minister, right, of Canada, he's fully woke, <laughs> of course. And so last week up in Canada, they're celebrating some day of tribute to the LGBTQ community, and he's gotten so woke, he can't even say it. I think we got some sound to demonstrate that. If it'll play. Ah, I'm freezing up in here. All right. Well, maybe we can get to that a little bit later, but... Justin stumbles and bumbles and has problems at the podium when he's trying to get all the letters out, and somebody in the background 
has to come forward and actually share with him these are the letters. It, it's just truly crazy. Like, does that even matter? He stumbles. It's, uh, I can't remember here what he's... Go. Okay, here we go. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus uh, <laughs> kids' rights to not have to undergo conversion therapy. Conversion therapy. He struggled with it because he wanted to make sure he got all the letters there. He's not quite sure all the letters that need to be included. That's just how bizarre it's gotten. So, you know, I come from the camp where I don't really care. Do, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Knock yourself out. Do whatever you want to do. And, but just don't, don't push it. Don't, don't force companies to reconfigure their toy aisles. Let's call it what it is. That's central planning. That's socialism. But the, yet the Democrats say, oh, no, don't call it socialist. We're not socialists. Are you kidding me? You're dictating to a toy retailer how to configure and show and display their products. That is central planning. You might as well be in the boardroom. That I totally oppose. For any reason whatsoever, you just should not interfere with a private company's display or their products. That's well, in fairness, there won't be many products on the shelves in California. They're just going to go in and steal it and run out. That's true, without consequences. Time for a break here on Middays. We'll come back with more talk. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 71. A 30% chance of showers under mostly sunny conditions for Tuesday, high near 88. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue Serving Mississippians. 
Who said food? Who said rides? Who said free parking? I say Yazoo County Fair. The most beloved tradition of Yazoo is back. The Yazoo County Fair is celebrating its 93rd fair with a whole week of entertainment and fun. From October 15th through October 23rd, enjoy all rides for one price. Plus, arts and crafts, local canyon exhibits, petting zoo, and other fair favorites included in your general admission. Parking is free, so we hope to see you at Hugh J. McGraw Drive. Find all the details on Facebook or go to visityazoo.org. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleLease didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleLease are ready. Call PeopleLease today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleLease.com. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Doug Evans, a Mississippi prosecutor accused of routinely rejecting black jurors, is being taken to court. Tom Graham with Fox explains why. His exclusion of black jurors in one high-profile murder case led to the Supreme Court overturning the conviction of Curtis Flowers, who is African-American. Now several civil rights groups are asking a federal judge to declare Evans' policy unconstitutional and issue an injunction preventing him and his staff from making race-based jury strikes. Flowers has filed his own lawsuit against Evans. Mississippi spends nearly $300 million a year on workforce development, but Ryan Miller with Accelerate Mississippi says they're re-examining certain aspects of the buckshot approach to spending. Some of those funds go to good, solid programs. I think we need to be a little bit more coordinated in our strategy as to how to move the needle. Accelerate Mississippi was launched early this year to improve workforce development across the state. I'm Kelly Bennett. Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Clyde Deschamp, EMS board representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. All of us at the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance recognize the impact that paramedics have in the early stabilization of medical emergencies. There's an urgent need for paramedics statewide and community colleges throughout Mississippi offer excellent paramedic training programs. If you want to be in a profession that offers the immediate satisfaction of helping people in critical situations, I urge you to consider becoming a paramedic. It's a dynamic, highly valued job, and as a paramedic, you could join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. In a world full of noise, the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's
That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information, and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. And we thank you so much for joining us today on uh, Middays. So, the president is taking victory laps after the dismal jobs report. Layoffs and job reductions was the lowest in this country since 1997. Overall, the unemployment report shows almost 200,000 jobs were created last month. Over 300,000 in the private sector and 26,000 in manufacturing, offset by some seasonal adjustments in education hiring. The monthly totals bounce around, but if you take a look at the trend, it's solid. On average, 600,000 new jobs created every month since I took office. And in three months before I got there, that was one-tenth what was being created. It's just unbelievable that this guy could take a victory lap when clear-eyed people, Americans, know better. They see different. He's taking victory laps. He says, he tweeted yesterday, jobs up, wages up, unemployment down. Unemployment is down because of the number of people who just quit looking for work. That's the way those statistics are, are tracked and calculated. It's just, it's dishonest. Wages are up, but that's because the government is forcing them up because they're paying people not to work, causing employers who are begging for people to come to work and offering all sorts of compensation incentives to get them off the couch and into the workforce. But even after wages are up, it doesn't appear that such wages are keeping up or certainly not outpacing the dramatic rise of prices. Even electronics, which typically we can almost count on deflation. Think about your own situation. Price of a uh, the, the most sophisticated television, consumer television you can buy today relative to what it was a short two, three years ago with much better quality and performance. Oh, yeah. When they first came out, the flat screens were price of a small car. Yeah. Think about that now. 
And they're all, incre- like I said, incredible performance and incredible quality, but television's up 13% from August 2020 to August 2021. Laundry equipment up 11%. Major appliances up 7.6%. And guidance from those manufacturers suggests it's going higher, not over. But yet this guy's taking a victory lap. Wages up, jobs up, unemployment down. It's just the height of cluelessness, and it just seems like that the the Democrats and Joe Biden just expect that the people were just acknowledge, accept, buy into, and just walk away with anything and everything they say, whether it's truth or not. So the price of oil, in case you haven't seen the news on that, the price of oil today jumped above $80 U.S. crude, above $80 a barrel. That's the highest priced price since October 2014. That's just when the shale revolution really set off what became a multi-year slump and fossil fuel prices, but the price of oil is up, and the price of the pump clearly is up. It's likely going to $100 in the near term, I would think, honestly, before the end of the year. And there are also reports of speculation that the White House is freaking out about this, because they know that people, everybody experiences the economic pain of the price of energy. They know this. The winter's coming. The price of natural gas, the price of heating oil, also rising sharply. This is going to cause more pain. And it it may be inaccurate. Some may say it's unfair. But the fact is, people just connect their economic status and their economic well-being to the government and the president. But this is what happens when you get in front of the country and say, I created all these jobs. Okay, well then you're responsible for the economy is what you're saying. You alone. You're trying to take credit. So guess what? You're going to get the blame when it don't go your way. You, You won't discern between government's role and the private sector's role in in a capitalistic economy. Because you really don't support capitalism at the end of the day. You won't admit it. You won't acknowledge it. But you don't. You want to get in the middle of it. But with respect to the job growth, he's right about that. Though the jobs report Friday was absolutely ridiculously dismal, 174,000, and the street was looking for 500,000 new jobs in September. But he, he's wrong about saying that the government is the creator of jobs. I, I really don't like to see any president pat themselves on the back with respect to job creation. I think they should focus on policy, policy that foments economic growth and serves as a catalyst for that. And I believe that that best occurs with limited government and lower taxes. 
But the Democrats and Joe Biden believe, no, more government involvement, higher taxes. And even Jen Psaki, when she's questioned about Joe Biden's sagging poll numbers, we shared those last week, a recent Quinnipiac poll from two weeks ago, just shows him across the board, underwater. And she gets questioned by Fox's Peter Ducey. We got some sound on that? Right on, here we go. Following up on something that you just said, you said that the president's going to have a virtual meeting with House progressives to talk about how this Build Back Better package is now going to be smaller than $3.5 trillion. But you have been saying that it costs zero. So are you now admitting that the plan does not cost zero? Or is it less than zero? Well, let's, let's not dumb this down for the American public here. What we're talking about is uh, how much the top line investments are, which are all paid for, so therefore it costs zero. No matter what the cost or size of the top line investments are, we have ways to pay for it. So the point is, that's important to the American public, all of your viewers too, is that this is not going to cost the American public a dollar. This is going to, we're going to pay for this by asking corporations the highest income, so people under $400,000, I should say, corporations' highest income to cover the cost of these necessary investments. So just to not tone it down then, does the plan cost nothing or is the plan free? The plan costs nothing for the American people who make less than $400,000. If you think that <laughs> that companies that paid zero in taxes last year, uh, 50 of the top companies should continue to pay zero in taxes, we're happy to have that and debate. Then just one more. Let's not dumb it down. <laughs> <laughs> you just did dumb it down. You just showed how dumb you are. In your last comment, I'm going to talk about this again. All oh, the 50 biggest companies in America who produced a whopping combined $40 billion of net income, which ain't squat in the scheme of things, if it were taxed at, at even their desired corporate tax rate, raises about $12 billion, maybe, and that just depends on how you calculate the income. So, again, the lie in that statement, what she's trying to say is, oh, we're going to get some taxes from those 50 companies, and that's going to pay that $12 billion for this $3.5 trillion bill. Uh, and I admit the 3.5s over 10 years and the 12s won. Okay, so do the math there. Do it over. T- it's 120 billion over 10 years. It's still it's different. Plus, you're also lying about the 3.5 trillion. It's really 7 trillion. But more importantly, there's nothing in this bill that changes the taxation and the collections from these companies. Nothing changes the way that works. Because Democrats signed on to those tax policies that caused them to pay nothing. And all they're doing is deferring it anyhow. They're not getting totally out of it. And they want, Democrats want companies to pay taxes on net losses anyhow, which is the other reason those companies didn't pay taxes. They carried over their losses from prior years. I hate beating this horse up, but you can't keep lying like that. Break time here. We got a final segment before Super Talk Outdoors Radio at noon. Stay with us on middays. Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle with your tasty sliders 
hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. It's coming! Start the car! What are you waiting for? I knew I should have gone the Mazda of Jackson! Get rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in and upgrade to a new vehicle during our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson. All the 2021s must go, and we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. <laughs> Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Mazda of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Farmers can learn from crop nutrition failures and successes in 2021 when making fertilizer application decisions for 2022 and beyond to improve productivity. There's nothing simple about figuring out crop fertility for 2022, examining what worked and what didn't this year, and pairing that with soil and in-season tissue testing is a good place to start. Sulfur, potassium, and phosphorus were among the top nutrients that some corn and soybeans ran short of in 2021, according to agronomists and soil fertility specialists. The nutrient deficiencies that reduced yields primarily occurred in drought-stricken areas. In the regions that received ample rain, split applying nitrogen using a stabilizer was a boon for corn yields. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk. Mississippi Agri-News Network. Maybe you love the smell of freshly cut grass. Maybe you love the aroma of steaks on the grill. Steel has the outdoor power equipment to get you there. From the dependable performance of our leaf blowers to the legendary power of our chainsaws. Find your perfect backyard with outdoor power tools starting at just $139.99. Real steel. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers and at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP available participating dealers while supplies last. Whether you look forward to working on your outdoor space or for what comes after, Battery Power Made by Steel has the outdoor tools to get you there. From the reliable power of our chainsaws and mowers to the quiet performance of our blowers and trimmers, enjoy more of the sounds of fall with the AK Homeowner Series of Battery Tools starting at $199.99. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP available participating dealers while supplies last. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. 
Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays back on the air. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, looking for somebody. Marty in Oxford says, "I've got eight job openings right now in Oxford, Mississippi, and can't fill the spots." Uh, this is the same thing we hear across the country, uh, Marty. And I, I mean, I feel for you, I, and I hope you can uh, get that worked out because if you can't. See, this is a thing that, that Biden is not thinking about. If you can't, it, with these supply chain issues and the labor shortage, you can't grow the economy. I mean, those are the key ingredients. You've got to have material and you've got to have labor. Without such, there's no chance of growing the economy. Uh, let's see. But oil will start back down mid-22 so the Dems can run it on it for the midterms. Richard on the ceasefire text line. Uh, certainly possible. I think the other thing they're trying to do, just desperate to push through this giant domestic agenda so money can just start flowing in the pockets of Americans with all these welfare programs. Uh, that's, that's the goal. Because people will get addicted to it. And they'll say, yeah, let's keep the Dems in there. And I tell you, this is the other thing. is If that agenda passes, his poll numbers will rise. One of the reasons his poll numbers are down is because Democrats are mad that he can't get his agenda through. Unfortunately, that's actually part of it. Uh, so, also to Marty in Oxford, here's someone. This person is uh, from on the ceasefire text line from the 901 who disagrees with me about the job situation. He says there are jobs out there, but there are also crappy bosses and managers who knowingly underpay their employees and deny them lunch and smoke breaks. I'm not kidding about that. Because Gibbard, that'd be me, and Reeves, that'd be Governor Tate Reeves, have unknowingly mandated by suspending unemployment insurance any employment and forcing people to take these crappy underpaid jobs with crappy overpaid managers and owners. I think he knows he's righteous on this matter, but I think he's wrong. Really? Government's forcing people to take underpaid jobs? Hmm. Everywhere I go, wages are going up. Didn't we just talk about last week Bank of America setting their minimum wage at $22 an hour and also requiring, mandating that all of their vendors pay a minimum $22 an hour? Wow. Well, I disagree with you on that, and I, I guess I'd throw that question to Marty. Marty, are you a crappy boss? <laughs> are you not giving your employees uh, smoke breaks and lunch breaks and stuff like that? My guess is you're pr probably pretty good to your employees. I know the market has a tendency to work those things out, and I can tell you as an employer, it, uh, 
especially in an industry which is now what all industries are experiencing, where the demand for talent grossly exceeds supply, employers get pretty creative, and they respond to the market conditions. The problem is, if they do so by increasing their costs through benefits and pay and, and uh, just, just other sorts of compensation, can they pass that on in some way to their customers or if they say, well, I'll just take a hit on the bottom line, are they willing to continue to work, say, as a small, mid-sized business, which hires the vast majority of the people in this country, and put forth the effort, take all the risk, make all the sacrifices for a lower profit? Just like the employee says, I'm not willing to work in those conditions for lower pay. Same applies to an entrepreneur, to a business owner. They just say, hey, I'm done. It's not worth it. I shoot, I know, I get it. Attempt to hire work agencies are absolutely ruining the workforce. Hmm. So should the government step in and say no more attempt to hire work agencies? I mean, I just don't understand this what appears to be opposition to just the market and consumers and sellers trading amongst themselves. And let's face it, labor is a commodity. You sell your labor. An employer pays you for your labor. From the ceasefire text line, Bo in Indianola. Come on, man. I've been all over the country delivering loads of freight to over 200 different companies this year, and all of them have now hiring signs up. Ain't that many crappy bosses. No, totally agree. Good good point, Bo. Appreciate that. I, I don't know any, honestly. I mean, and I'm not saying they're not out there. Don't get me wrong on that, but gosh, just, I don't know. I, I don't think that's what's going on here. I don't think that's causing a labor shortage. I just don't. But again, the market will sort that out. If the government would get out of the way, it'd really sort it out like it should be. We are at the conclusion of the program today. We thank you so much for joining you. We'll be at Providence Hill Farms tomorrow for a remote. Coming up next, Super Talk Outdoors. Stay safe and God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.